1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, so here we are, almost the unofficial start to spring as we head towards March. What's the spring market looking like? It's it's going to continue to sizzle. I mean, if you look at January and February, typically two quieter months, they were on fire. And this is when, you know, you're right, it is the unofficial start to the spring market because people are now thinking, hey, it's March, I can clean up my yard, I can get my home ready for sale. They're waiting for March break to come up so that they can get everything in order and get their house on the market. Now, also around the corner is the spring home show. And it's perfect segue because this is a great time for people to get out to the home show and be able to you know, check out ideas, get some inspiration. There's over 800 vendors at the Spring Home Show, and that's going to allow you to, you know, find that deal or find that little something that's going to put your house above the top when it looks, uh, you know, when it comes to looking at homes on your street. Is it also a place to go to for some ideas if you're going to stay put, if you want to renovate, uh, you know, maybe you want to look at some trends for inside and outside your home? Yeah, one of the biggest attractions at the home show is the dream home and they always have the latest and greatest in technology in there and you know with our vip tickets you actually have front of the line access to that dream home so a lot of people give us a call and they, and they because the lines are so huge there they want the vip entrance to get into the dream home so that they can go in and take a look at what they can do security is at top of everyone's mind right now and the, the technology that they're putting into these dream homes is just phenomenal. And what kind of technology are we looking at? Do you know? You're looking at cameras. You're looking at, uh, you know, Alexa and Google Home, uh, you know, aspects that are thrown into it to automize the home. It's just, you have to see it to believe it. It's the things that they can do now with tech in a home is incredible. And is it a good idea to go there and get some ideas and get your home ready to sell? And you don't want to go overboard, right? You don't. You want to make sure that your home is in line with the rest of the area in terms of price points. You could do so much to your home and then you've spent so much money on it, you're not going to be able to recover it. Another great idea is to talk to a realtor before you head out to the home show because you could get sold on a lot of things at the home show. Canada Blooms is there that, you know, you get some crazy ideas for landscaping. You've got, uh, and there, it does inspire you. When you do go, you get inspired to fix up your home and to, you know, add things to your home. One of the bigger sellers at the home show is always a hot tub. And sometimes you purchase this hot tub and you get home and it's like, why did I buy that hot tub? <laughs> so, so you got to make sure that, you know, you've, you've reeled yourself in before you head into this show and that you have set a budget as to how much you want to spend there. Okay, so give us the 411 on the home show. March 13th to the 22nd, it's at the Care Center, downtown Toronto, CNE Grounds, and it's going to be fabulous. And you know what? If you've got some ideas, if you want to share your stories, why you should go to the home show, we're going to be giving away free tickets to the home show coming up in the next few weeks. Email us, info at 1059theregion.com. When we come back, your rights, whether you're a tenant or a landlord, stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 1059 Region. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on our show is Bita Delisi from Stonegate Legal Services. Bita, welcome back. Thank you, Steve. Bita, there's so many different takes on what rights tenants have, what rights landlords have in terms of leasing. And we wanted to pick your brain on what happens when a landlord needs to kick a tenant out who's been there for a year or two years. You know, how do we how do we approach that even? So, Steve, often I get calls from landlords and they say, you know, my tenant's lease is coming to an end in a couple of months and I want to kick them out because I can I can make three or four hundred dollars more a month if I get a new tenant in there. Well, tenants have what is called security of tenure. And what that means is that just because the lease is coming to the end of its term doesn't mean that the tenant has to move out. It just means that that tenancy relationship carries forward on a month-to-month basis. You got to keep in mind there's three ways a tenancy can be terminated. Okay, number one, if it's a mutual agreement. Number two, if the tenant gives you notice. And number three, by way of an order from the landlord and tenant board. You can't just kick out a tenant because their lease is coming to an end. Now, what happens, I mean, over the last three or four years, we've seen rents skyrocket. And you've got someone in there and the landlord has them in for $2,300. And they know everything else in their condo building is going for $2,700. And the tenant, I mean, you're only allowed to raise it a certain percentage per year. So how do you how do you capitalize on that? How do you know when you can actually ask the tenant to leave? What if the tenant's lease is up August 31st? Do you have to keep them in there or does it turn into month to month? How does that work? So the tenant can sorry, the landlord can terminate tenancy if the landlord or a purchaser wants to move into the property. Not because the landlord can make more money. Mm-hmm. Anytime you own real estate and it's, you're using it for income potential or an, 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 a rental purpose, you own a business, right? And when you're in a lease contract, keep in mind, it is a contract and it can be enforced. But so, if that contract is coming to an end, the lease is ending, why then does the landlord not have the right to make a change? Like I mentioned, that lease is coming to the end of its term. Tenants are protected by their security of tenure, right? Just because. And that how lease, long is that tenure? That depends. Like I like I mentioned, three ways to terminate tenancy: if the tenant gives notice, the landlord or and the tenant mutually agree, or by way of court order, landlord and tenant board order. And, and sometimes the court orders take a long time to put in place. I mean, if if my tenant their lease was up August 31st and I was thinking, okay, well, they'll leave August 31st. I will get someone in here September 1st. How do, how does that work? And, and what if I'm advertising this place from the middle of August and saying, Hey, September 1st, the tenant's moving out August 31st. You can have it September 1st. What if the tenant doesn't leave? So don't give, don't advertise the property unless you're sure that that tenant is leaving. And even then, I would say wait until that tenant's gone. Give the unit a clean 
paint job and just make sure you have vacant possession before you enter into another lease agreement. Keep in mind that if you enter, if you enter into another lease agreement while you're still bound by this lease agreement, that tenant can, can carry out, uh, for damages, can go to the board and, you know, let them know that you've entered into a lease agreement. They have no place to go. Just keep in mind, it's like a domino effect, right? So if, if you're giving them uh, the okay to move into your unit and they've given notice to their landlord and their landlord is doing whatever they want to the property and then they come to a halt because your tenant hasn't moved, well, guess who's going to be liable for that? Yikes. Yeah. Now, so hypothetically speaking, there's no end date to a lease. That's correct. So That's we correct. pretty much, is there anything that we can do beforehand or, you know, people listening, our, our investor listeners can do to protect themselves in that aspect? You know, can they put something into a lease to say, you will move out on August 31st unless we have such and such uh, negotiated? Because it certainly sounds like the tenant has a great deal of rights and the landlord has very little well, the landlord has rights as well. There are certain rights that the landlord has. And one of them is the landlord has a right to his or her property. If they, if the landlord, their child or a caregiver wants to move in, the landlord can issue the proper legal notices to move in. If a landlord sells their property and the purchaser wants to move in or his child or caregiver, a proper notice must be given uh, for that, for that purchaser to move in. And what percentage can people increase per year in terms of uh, a rental increase? Like suppose, you know, the landlord has their backs up against the wall and says, okay, I can't kick them out right now. I may as well increase as much as I can in order to try and keep up with the expenses that have increased. Okay, great. That's a great question, Steve. And I highly recommend that every year the landlord does increase the rent. Right. That is the landlord's right. Now, the rent increase uh, percentage, it depends on I mean, it changes every year for 2020. It's 2.2 percent. That's actually the highest it's ever been since 2013. Wow, that's that's amazing. And I mean, 2.2 percent, when you think about it, is not a lot of money at all, but it will help with, you know, appreciation and our inflation in order for the landlord to try and keep up with maintenance fee increases and such. That's correct. So. What what happens when a tenant is in default? Okay, so it, that depends what kind of default. If it's a rent default, then the landlord can pursue through le- the legal route, through the landlord and tenant board, and serve that tenant with a, a legal notice, an N4 notice to terminate tenancy for non-payment of rent. And that notice, that basically says that the tenant has 14 days to pay or move out in full. Not half, not a quarter, um, in full. On day 15, if the landlord has not received any monies, the landlord can proceed with the board for filing with the board an L1 application to terminate tenancy and collect all the arrears. And that basically, that's the application that you file with the board for in order to obtain a hearing date. And with these forms, I mean, we, we've discussed N6 before, and that's when there's a, a default. There's N4 for uh, non-payment. Uh, L1 almost sounds like a bingo game, but where can people get more information on these forms, and, and how do they get a hold of these forms if they want to fill them out? 
They can, number one, they can go on the Landlord and Tenant Board website and download the forms or have a look at them for information. And I, or I highly recommend that when you're doing these forms, if it is your first time to obtain a, you know, contact and uh, consult with a legal rep. That's yeah, very a, important. It's a great point because we just had someone that said that they've been trying to evict someone for almost six months and they made one mistake on a date and it took them two or three months to get in front of the landlord tenant board and now they have to redo their entire application from scratch because there was one mistake on the date. So it is actually very important to get the proper advice and guidance before you do this because that could mean another four or six thousand dollars that you're losing in rent. Or more. We are experiencing a, a backup of delays in getting hearing dates from the board. The board is so backed up and understaffed that obtaining a hearing date now can take up to six months. Beta, this is great information. And again, and every time you're on the show, we could go on for an hour, but people are going to have questions. Your phone's going to ring off the hook. How do they get a hold of you uh, with these landlord tenant? relationship uh, questions. They can head over to our website, www.stonegatelegalservices.ca. Our contact information is there, or they can give us a call at 416-937-2766. Beta, thank you so much, and we look forward to having you on again. Yeah, thank come back you. anytime. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. And time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from Jared in Thornhill. He says, I put in an offer for a new-built home, but have since changed my mind. Is it true that I can cancel my deal without penalty within 10 days? Great question, Jared. And the key here is new-build home. Because in a new build home, you do have a 10-day cooling off period. Really? So you can cancel. But a lot of people confuse that when they buy a residential resale home and they feel that they have 10 days to get out of it. Especially right now with all the multiple offers and everything that are happening, people have buyer remorse and they want to get out of it. But you can't because in a resale home, you've committed. That's a contract. In a new build, you do have a 10-day cooling off period. However, there's a lot of builders right now that are making people waive that 10-day cooling off period because the demand is so high. So make sure when you're signing that contract, you talk to the builder's representative or your agent that's representing you and make sure that you still have that right for that cooling off period because many builders right now are making people waive that condition. Yikes. And you don't want to do that. You don't. Yeah. All right. Our next question comes from Joe in Maple. He wants to know the difference in the process of purchasing a new build condo in downtown Toronto compared to the suburbs. Is there a difference? There, There is actually no difference. So, I mean, whether you're purchasing a new build here or in Kitchener-Waterloo, the process is still the same. The only thing that would change would be when you're looking at 
uh, potential maintenance fees. It could be a little bit lower in the suburbs versus downtown because of tax implications and and such. But there's not a lot of difference in the builders are going to have their standard contracts. And if you're dealing with a builder like Pemberton or Tridell or anyone, all of their contracts are, are very standard. It's the same contract. They're just putting in the address and your unit number and the price point, but everything else remains the same. Now, what about in terms of land transfer taxes? Land transfer taxes, I mean, a lot of it is uh, if you're in the city of Toronto, you're going to pay the double land transfer tax. If you're in the burbs, you're going to pay, you know, just the the land transfer tax for uh, Ontario. So there is a little bit of a difference there, but the actual process doesn't change. All right. Just before we go, Asif, this week's hot listing, what have you got for us this week? We have got a coming soon. Now, just before we get into the hot listing, did you know that the last 10 hot listings that Heather's talked about on here have all sold? So that's, that's incredible. News. And what we've got coming up for our listeners is it's going to be on the market very soon, and it's in the Ballantry Golf and Country Club. It's an open concept, two-bedroom plus den layout, 1,700 square feet. It's a 1,700-square-foot bungalow. Great size. So that's huge. Yeah, perfect. It's in move-in condition. It's been freshly painted, new flooring, and get this. The price is going to be just under eight hundred thousand dollars, and that's a bargain these days, especially for a bungalow, right? It is, and and, and you're in a golf uh, course community. And what does it mean when you say adult lifestyle community? Well, it, I mean it's a gated community, so it they are very protective of who comes in and uh, you know who's able to take advantage of of these properties and the golf course itself. So it's uh, it's a nice secluded little area and it's a great place to be. Okay, so that one is coming soon, right? It's coming soon and uh, we'll give you some more details in the coming weeks. But if you want a sneak peek, give Steve Fleming a call and you can reach him at 905-554-5522 and that's Steve Fleming. And Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can give me a call at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.